Ready to light that fire by doing the things that make you come alive? Welcome to Health Raisers, a podcast for wise women. I'm your host, Dr. Nadine. I left a soul-crushing medical career full of bad news and evolved into a joyful health integration coach, helping hundreds of women find their healthy. You're more than your dress size. Stop putting up with toxic relationships, swallowing your true emotions, and sacrificing your mental health. Stop using your body as a battlefield. You're always giving. You deserve to put yourself first, not just for your sake, but for those you love. Wise women, let's make ourselves a priority right now. It's time to raise some health together. If you're ready to take the first step, visit npkhealthintegration.com and take the free questionnaire to assess where you are in your health journey right now. And if you're ready to take a bolder step into possibility with your health journey, email me at npk at npkhealthintegration.com to learn more about classes and coaching. Hello, everyone. And hello, Christy. I am so happy to have you here. Christy Cassidy is, is a fellow podcaster, a book publicist, and just incredible human being. And I am so happy to have you on the show. How are you today, Christy? Hi, Nadine. Thanks for having me. I'm okay. It's a beautiful day. It's always a beautiful day when I see you. <laughs> Same <laughs> it's here. so nice to be um, connected to you through the podcasting workshop. I feel like I've learned a lot, not least of all about my image of drummers in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Say, say more about that. Yeah, no, I didn't. I know when... I first saw you in the podcasting workshop. You had your drum kit behind you, but I didn't realize that it was yours. And then people, and I see it there now too. Um, and people are like, oh, Nadine, how's the drumming coming along? How's your drum classes coming up? I'm like, wow. And I thought maybe you were in a rock band and I didn't know. So, but then I, I did hear your interview with your drum teacher. That was pretty cool. The whole Thank conversation you. about music and I am a huge jazz fan and I was like, wow, never thought of any of this this way before mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. not just jazz, but about country music stripped down to sound like rap or, you know, or have some of the bones, uh, the same bones, right? Thank you for that. And um, I'm sure uh, Tim appreciates uh, this feedback as well. Yeah, we had a blast having a conversation. So Let's get to the question that I've been really excited about asking you, which is this. When I say healthy woman, what do you think of, Christy? The dyke gym teacher from elementary school, grade school, high school. They all looked alike. They, looked, they were all tall, slender, white ladies, all of them from where I grew up, long-limbed, healthy. They had freckles like that. That is one of the most 
fascinating responses I have gotten thus far. Tell me more about that. Why that particular category? Why so specific? Because I didn't like gym class. It intimidated me. And those women were always the models of what was healthy and what was what I was supposed to be and never felt like I could live up to be. Now, you want to know the irony is that is that my partner was a gym teacher. She was one of those people. She has a PhD in, in not gymnastics, it's you know, physical education. Mm-hmm. She taught, it's not martial arts, what is it? Uh, self-defense for women. Mm-hmm. This was a big deal in the 70s. I, you're too young to remember that. But yeah, so there I am and here, <laughs> she used to be a jogger. She was a, you know, all of that. And then I, so... Life is funny sometimes like that. But yeah, that's always, you know, it's not like I slotted Nan into this like, oh, there's a healthy woman. No, it's not that. It's like, it's that particular term, healthy woman. What does that bring up to me? And I can't even remember their names, but the gym teachers from my childhood. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so have has your relationship evolved, changed, how you see yourself as a healthy woman? Has that changed over time? Yeah, because for a long time, I was by all measures, not a very healthy person. I mean, I smoked, I still drink, I didn't exercise. But although living in New York City, you know, people exercise a lot. And the some of the more unhealthy aspects of the way I see myself really came after I moved from New York. You know, there was no more clubs to go dancing. I wasn't walking, you know, 15,000, 20,000 steps every day or whatever. Mm. However, we measure everything Mm -hmm. now with my Mm -hmm. trusty little Fitbit. Do you think of yourself as a healthy woman? No, not particularly. Hmm. I don't really, why? You might ask why. Should I ask myself why? Well, actually, um, what are you using as the measure? Are you still using that old trope that you mentioned from your childhood? Or are Hmm. there other ways, have you thought about other ways about to think about what healthy means? I I hadn't thought of that old trope in a long time. Who knows? Feeling like like, uh, therapy here. Um, uh, Well, I use the Fitbit. And I know that when I'm in the city, New York, it's my home. That's the place that I love the most. And now I live a couple hours north of there in a small town in the Hudson Valley. When I'm there, I'm constantly on the move, 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 move. And when I'm here, I'm planted at my desk in my chair, even though I do that Pomodoro thing, you know, 25-minute uh you set the clock for 25 minutes and mm-hmm. then I force myself to stand up and walk around and, mm-hmm. and come and sit down. But um, so maybe it, I don't know if it's the old trope or if it's the Fitbit. How many mm, steps? So is the Fitbit, are you, am I hearing that that is a tool, something that's guiding you and not the other way around? Do you not look at the Fitbit as a tool that serves you? I'm curious. Does it serve me? Well, it does because then I know how much, how many steps and all. But I can back up a little bit and say, and I'm going to qualify that. No, not particularly healthy because I do cook and I love to cook and I, I, I understand about food. I don't eat a lot of 
you know, junk food. I don't use the microwave, blah, blah. So, <laughs> so maybe I'll qualify that a little bit. The reason why I ask about the Fitbit is because uh, I have my own, I have an Apple watch. And as you can see, I'm not wearing it right now. I decided to take a break. You know, I had the Apple watch on for, gosh, a good solid maybe two years every day, you know, tracking, 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 tracking. And for a while, it did feel like something that was helping me. But then it started to feel like it was feeding into my type A perfectionism. You know, can I beat these numbers today? And it was just all about like, oh, no, I haven't, you know, met these uh, qualifications today to close all the rings. And so it started to be, feel really heavy and it started to feel like I was focusing on that as the only way to validate being good and being the, the healthy woman for the day. And so I decided to take a break. And to kind of explore what are other ways that I can measure my health. Could it be my energy level? Could it be paying more attention to what I cook? Because I like you love to cook as well. Could it be when I take away that distraction, doing the work in other healthy arenas in my life to go, mm, that habit is not so great. Where else is this perfectionism showing up and holding me back? Um, where else might I explore feeling better, like in my relationships? Or I have a tendency, I'm, I'm um, an introvert, homebody, so I have a tendency to it's so it's easier for me to stay indoors, right? But that's not always great to kind of go in one direction all of the time. So then what does it mean to sometimes challenge myself socially, you know, to have that growth mindset, to not hold myself back and go, well, if I'm not going to be able to know for sure if I'm in a new situation that I'll be accepted and comfortable and I'll know everybody and I'll know what to talk about, um, letting go of that control and perfectionism and then challenging myself to go meet new people, go do new things. And maybe it is going to be okay to be uncomfortable. So letting that go has kind of allowed me to think about my health in a bigger, more global way, which is what I'm really passionate about. So it's not just what you feed yourself and how much exercise you get, which are really important, but it's also about what you're feeding yourself in other areas of your life. Like I said, relationships, your sense of purpose, challenging yourself intellectually. Like what if I were to pick a book, a, pick up a book, I'd know nothing about a subject and challenge myself to feel uncomfortable there. You mentioned Tim, that interview I had with him. He and I are really exploring a lot more. What does it really feel like to listen to music? And listen to music that's really unfamiliar and just let myself there and not have to critique it or intellectualize it at all. And just see what I explore the music, see what I feel and be able to identify I like this because or I don't like this because or it makes me feel this way. or This is not for me because but not automatically Again, giving into that perfectionism of, well, if I don't know what I'm getting myself into, then I'm not going to try it. 
because I don't have control. So I'm really happy you brought up that example of the Fitbit because it kind of allowed me to explore a little bit more why I don't miss the Apple Watch right now. Now, I will go back to it eventually, but I think I'm going to go back to it with a different attitude. So how does some of what I said land with you? I didn't realize how much I was going to learn within uh, 15 minutes of talking <laughs> with you. I know you said this before about the, you got what do you call it, multidimensional mm-hmm. health, where mm-hmm. you factor in other stuff. But mm-hmm. gr- the growth mindset, one of the things that when I was thinking about talking with you, the first thing I wrote down was passion. And the second thing I wrote down was optimism. So you're talking about kind of the type A stuff, but it to me they're they're connected in a way. Mm. That passion and the optimism, the growth mindset, all of it is to me traditionally I don't think about that as healthy, but of course it is. Of course it it fuels not just the body but the mind and the whole the sense of the I, I don't notions of spiritual stuff is like weird to me to talk about, but recovering Catholic, what can you say? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But still that notion of being present is that, you know, you open your arms to the future and then you contract into, this is where we are now, right here. This is presence, right? And so all of that works together to me. That's where where it landed. (laughs) And now here's an ad from our sponsor. In the mood for coffee, tea, yummy pastries, or cool swag? My friends at Infusco have got you covered. Infusco Coffee Roasters is a cozy neighborhood coffee joint in Sawyer and St. Joseph, Michigan. Infusco stands for a healthy community. They craft irresistible seasonal drinks, sourcing local artisans' products. The flavors shine from quality ingredients, and their beans are roasted on site. They do not hide behind tons of sugar. Every time I go, I'm greeted by my name with a smile. Bad service is just non-existent. It feels like stepping into a friend's living room. They keep it personal. Old school, eclectic coffee mugs on the wall, fun merch, including stickers designed by artists, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. It's the perfect place to get to know your neighbors and chat with tourists. You will always find people deep in conversation. Special events keep it fresh. Community, health, the heart of Sawyer. That's in Fusco. I hope to meet you there. I love that. I love that. So have you, this is another thing that I know we've talked about, explored definitely within podcasting because we've been in community there, but have you thought about the concept of health within community? So being a healthy person, as being a healthy individual, but also being contributing to a healthy community and how they balance one another out or how they interact rather? Well, the first thing I thought of was you do online yoga classes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know people that go to yoga classes and Pilates classes and God help me, the gym. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that's the most 
terrifying place to be is the gym. But if I can go alone, you see, but that's not about community, is it? Mm. But if I can go alone, I'm generally all right. Then you got to, then there's the music that's always in the background. Sirius XM's The Blend. (laughs) Awful, awful. No, it's not even The Blend. It's worse than that. But my idea of community in this context Mm -hmm. has something to do with the gym or like a class, like a workout class, a Zumba class, right? Like that. To me, those things are anathema. Me, I have I I do have some little exercises that I do, and I do them right here in my office at seven o'clock in the morning, all by myself, no music, no nothing, twenty minutes, done, <laughs> and so that's it. See, it's no. So the idea of community is an idea of is it body shaming or is it just being exposed? Hmm. That's that. That's what I think it's more about being exposed. And I, I'm sure you've had many, many conversations about the notions of beauty and the whole indoctrination that we as women, uh, most of us, not all of us, have have gotten from the beginning. Okay. So then I'm curious to hear from you what you can let go of then. In the context of community or in the context of so you health in general or so you mentioned the body shaming aspect and yeah so that's that's what i'm curious about oh well i'll tell you somebody recently said to me don't get on the scale just don't mm. and i thought oh wow so i have this neighbor who she's a little older than i am she lost 15 pounds and she was like, do you know how hard it is for women our age to lose that much? And I'm like, well, great. How did you do it? Da, da, da. And, and she said, and I weigh myself every day. And I thought, oh, that'd be a good thing to do. So I started doing that. And then somebody said to me just recently, get off the scale. So when you talk about letting go, that was a big thing. Just get off the scale. So there, I let go of that. <laughs> At least temporarily. You okay. let go of the Apple Watch. I might go back to the scale, <laughs> but maybe after the holidays where I could really see the damage. Did it feel burdensome to get on every day? Why did you do that? And then what made you take the advice of that other person to say, I'm going to let that go? Well, I I thought that it was keeping me in check, at least a little bit. Mm. When that person said, Just get off the scale. This is the same person, by the way, who said, who made this point a a while ago, who said, you know, everybody, they all, you know, complain about their weight. They're, you know, but 10 years from now, you look back at pictures of yourself. You say, well, I look kind of good, didn't I? So her point is that to, to obsess over it and worry about it and on and on and on. And also, you know, I don't have a job where I have to really meet the public. I don't have, you know, since COVID, I don't even worry about my clothes. <laughs> um, so it's a little different, although every season comes around and I'm like, when did these pants shrink? So there's an element of that. So what if you did? You know, so what if you did have um, a job where you're meeting people every day in person? I think I would probably have a different outlook, a slightly different perspective. 
Mm-hmm. If I was one of those PR people, those publicists that have to walk around, you know, and escort media through the corporation and all that, that I think that would be, I would, well, I'd be a different person, but um, hmm. I, I would, I think I would have a totally different outlook because you have to get up every day and you have to put on a suit and you have to wear pumps and nylons and the whole, you have to, it's a different presentation to the world, right? Is there no room for a little bit more individuality? And um, is there more room for acceptance for different physical presentations? Yeah, there is. And I think a lot of it is about clothes and and design sense and having a stylist or something if, mm. if the company gives you one. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of wiggle room. There really is. My, my own neurotic take on it. <laughs> <laughs> so what could you take from that that sense, that that confidence you exuded when you said, you know, I can I can kind of be it felt like to me, and maybe this is maybe I'm interpreting this incorrectly, but you sounded and you looked more comfortable and more confident when you said, you know, I, I kind of get to be more myself because I'm here at home. I'm behind the camera. And I'm I'm on these Zoom calls and I'm more individual and I don't necessarily need to go meet more people. How could you get more of that? You know, it's interesting because one of the reasons I joined Toastmasters a few years ago mm. was to get over my nervousness and regained some of my confidence in public. And and I did, but it I felt like it had kind of been beaten out of me. Um, and this is just some, you know, work BS, evil people at the top. Mm-hmm. But but my own insecurity also. And and I did, and I did. And it um here I am stuttering. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, um, no, you're doing great. <laughs> When I think the breakthrough at Toastmasters for me, which is Toastmasters is about um, public speaking and leadership, but really about public speaking. That's where it, that's where it really, that's the core of it and the base of it. When I was assigned to be the Toastmaster of the evening, the Toastmaster is a little like the MC, make sure everything happens on time and I was so nervous, introduces everybody. And then I realized this is like a cocktail party. I know what to do at a cocktail party. Yeah. And that was the breakthrough moment. That was where uh, the it was like the confidence came right back up through the soles of my feet to the top of my head. I knew exactly what I was doing. Once I understood it in that context, and when you talk about taking more of that, put forth that confidence, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what it is. That's kind of, it's like getting over the insecurity is like understanding, just reframing. I guess that's what it would be called. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's, It's you made the situation more accessible for yourself by thinking about it, by presenting it to yourself in a different way. So it wasn't intimidating. That's true. I think that's a sign of health. I think that's 
kind of going back to that growth mindset we were talking about a little bit earlier too, where it's like, is there a different way I can look at this thing so that I can make myself more comfortable, where I can present myself in a way that I can be proud of? Um, That's what I heard. Hmm. Interesting. And I think it reflects back I'm not going to say just the nervousness, but the nervousness, it, it's a, it's kind of about making me more comfortable, but it's also about making you more comfortable mm-hmm. right? so that you're not worried about me sitting there shaking, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm scared to be standing up here talking. So it's, so it, it's, I'm hearing community. I guess so. I guess so. And they're, yeah, different context. I guess I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. And and you taught me something in that moment, too, where it's so if I am taking responsibility for taking care of myself, being aware of what I'm experiencing, responding in that moment to make myself more comfortable, giving myself what I need. So managing my emotional and mental well-being, then I'm able to do the same for you. I'm able to do the same for the other people in the room or in the meeting or in the party or or whatever it is. Taking care of myself means I can take care of you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you enable them to take care of themselves too. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So they can relax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christy, I did not. I, 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 we're winding down. And I just want to tell you that I, I have been experiencing going into this place of uncertainty and, and exploration with you when we're talking about health. I mean, we went through at the top of the interview to talking about this physical definition and we wind up here where we're talking about being in community with other people in ways that really matter um, and, and forming connection. And I just really appreciate your willingness and trust in me to do that. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. thank you for saying that. That's uh, you're right. It seemed like a long time ago we were talking about the gym teachers. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> so, my last question for you is: Is there a question that you would like to ask the women in our virtual living room about their health? Yes, and it's almost kind of like what you've already what you've already <laughs> elicited from this whole conversation, which is: What is it that makes you feel alive ultimately what is mm-hmm. it what is it that makes you feel confident and what were those words passionate optimistic growth oriented mind present i love it thank you <laughs> okay You're thank welcome. you thank you <laughs> this has been fun yes it has <laughs> I, I was so scared <laughs> Wise women, stop using your body as a battlefield. Move from last place to first place in your life. Let's raise health together. Take the first step and visit npkhealthintegration.com for a free health questionnaire. Ready for more? Email me at npk at npkhealthintegration.com to learn more about classes and coaching. 
and let's start a conversation. Thanks for listening and taking this time for yourself. See you next time.